Hey, if you love the rewatchables, did you know the entire archive is available only on Spotify? Everything older than 45 days, including the first two times we did Heat, me and Chris Ryan. Well, that's important because we're doing Heat again on Monday night, the day after Halloween with a very special guest. It's the three Heat. Check it out. You can hear that on any platform, but if you want to hear the first two we did or anything older than the last 45 days, about 200 podcasts, check out the rewatchables archive on Spotify. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. We're also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, where we tried out the underdog parlay boost this week, Pat Steelers, plus 800, and it hit. So when we do million-dollar picks, me and Schrager on Thursdays, each week we'll designate the underdog boost. And if you bet it, you could have success like you did today with Pat Steelers, eight to one odds. If you nailed it, congratulations. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where... We have a slew of awesome podcasts, including the Prestige TV podcast where Joe House and I will be tomorrow doing Curb Your Enthusiasm episode two. So there you go. It'll be up some point Monday afternoon. Then late Monday night, the three heat, me, Chris Ryan, and a very special guest, a very special guest who is directly involved with the movie. That's all I'm going to tell you. But they're joining us and we're breaking down heat yet again. Could this be the last time? Well, you'll have to find out Monday night. Rewatchables, the three heat. Coming up, the cousin and I are going to break down Halloween, both of our teams in action with uh, pretty exciting games, entertaining games, interesting games, whatever verb you want to use, and a whole bunch more. It's all next. First, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, taping this Halloween night. It is almost nine o'clock Pacific time. Cousin Sal is here. He just had a Halloween party with a ton of kids. I just <laughs> fended off a thousand trick-or-treaters watching your ridiculous team. Really, it felt like the Viking season is now over, even though they're three and three. I don't know. How do you come back from that? You lose to a backup quarterback. What do you we do if you're the Vikings? We are trying to lose to teams. <laughs> we just can't do it. We're giving gay. You want a free game? Here's a nice, you say trick or treat. We say treat. And you don't take it from Cooper Rush and the uh, decimated Cowboys and no Dak 
Prescott to find out an hour before the game. Yeah, that was, um, I don't know. I saw a lot of teams today that I know are going to make the playoffs, but I have no desire to watch them, even one game. And I know we'll get to it, but the Vikings are certainly one of them because that seven seed, like we talked about, just it's up for grabs. That stupid Falcons team could still get it too, but I'm happy with this Cowboys squad. And we haven't even had Gallup come back. This is terrific. The seven seed in the NFC, I was looking at that during that game, actually, where you got yeah. Packers, Cards, Rams, Cowboys, Bucks. We'll throw in the Saints since they just sure. have some sort of resilience to them that we can't be quantified. But then you go seven seed, Panthers four and four. I haven't seen them look good in at least a month. Even today, mm-hmm. they beat Atlanta. I, w- I didn't feel like they looked good. Minnesota, San Francisco right. three and four. Atlanta three and four. Matt Ryan did it again. Uh, the Eagles three and five, Seahawks three and five, Bears three and five, Giants two and five. I, yeah. you got me, Sal. I don't know if we're betting on that. If you had to bet your life, who are you betting on? Yeah, I don't know. All I know is I have to, have to, have to be done with the Atlanta Falcons. I, I've doubled up on them again. I bet <laughs> them to make the playoffs this the, yesterday at like plus two ninety. Please, the next time I mention betting on them or them making the playoffs, I want you to send your son over. Send Ben over to kick me in the nuts and go on Amazon and buy bear spray and just finish me off uh, right through the nose because I, I can't I can't do it anymore with this team. I, like I said, I think there's about seven, eight of these teams um, and we'll get to the one that killed everybody today. But yeah. uh, there's there's a bunch that just uh, are just unreliable week to week. I I didn't bet on Panthers Falcons. We We are in that picks poll where we have to pick every game. I yeah. picked the Panthers. I had no other reason than it just seemed to probably to me that the Falcons could be four and three. That was right. my only reason. It's like, really? They're going to be four and three? They're going to be on pace for, I don't know, 10 and seven? That's a thing that's going to happen. Um, let's talk about Minnesota quick. So your team basically completes two long plays and Cedric Wilson looked like Lamar Jackson on that roll-up play. That was an incredible... Other than that, you didn't do anything the whole game. Um, mm-hmm. I don't... Minnesota's at a point with Cousins where they have the ball back down for 51 seconds left. You don't even need to watch. Mm-hmm. There's just no way. He's not bringing them back. There's a weird vibe. Would you be surprised if Zimmer got got uh, canned within either tomorrow or eight days from now? Because I would Man, not. We talk about that a lot um, over the years. But uh, no, I don't think it's happening now. Because as long as they're in the playoff hunt, you know, if they if they end up three and nine or or four and eight or something like that, then you might want to consider. But I don't think in the next couple of weeks, right? I don't think anything happens in the next couple of weeks. I don't I don't want to kill our ratings or our our tune in or subscriber viewership, whatever. But I feel like, you know, making broad statements for over the next four weeks, especially with the extra week, don't you think like week twelve? is when we should really be analyzing these five and five teams going into week 12. Everybody's had a buy. I don't know. I, I'm just not counting anybody out, but I also don't think there's, I think there's like three or four teams that could make the Super Bowl and not more, much more than that. I'm going to read you some text from my buddy, Jeff Gallo, Vikings fan. Minnesota is a shit show. <laughs> how Vegas and anyone else cannot see how totally inept they are is beyond me. There's not a single team that is given they will beat. Any game that matters is cashing free checks. Zimmer <laughs> gone, everyone out. Fans should boycott every game the rest of the season. They're <laughs> three and three. He's, he's, he's so <laughs> upset. But I think I think all the Vikings fans are like, all right, we're three and three, but what were the three? Oh, they're right. three and four now. I'm sorry. Three they lose four. the Bengals yeah. game in OT. Mm-hmm. They lose that dumb Cardinals game where the guy misses the field goal to win it. 
that terrible Browns 14 to 7 game. And then this was the coup de grace. Mm-hmm. Losing to Cooper Rush, Campbell Rush. What's his first name? Cooper, and you better Craig learn Rush. It. Cooper Rush. God bless him. We, you know, you try six or seven ginger quarterbacks, and eventually one of them's going to work out. That's just how. That's just how it is. Yeah, they're three and a half games back. The Vikings. I mean, we talked oh, about man. that seven seed and getting a, a you know a playoff spot and everything, but three and a half back with Packers. Some of these divisions are done. This cat, the Eagles, even with their win, are three and a half back yep. of the of the Cowboys, and then. Uh, the Titans, I think, are three uh, ahead of the Colts. Everything else is fairly close, but some divisions really, even this early, are uh, done. Well, they lost Hunter in the second quarter. Peterson's mm-hmm. hurt. Mm-hmm. That feels like a tailspin. If I had to pick out of all these teams, all these like possible seven seeds, I think... <sighs> It'll I don't be think one I can pick. Teams. No, you I don't think, think it'll I can be like pick. Seattle guess, or San Francisco. One of them will get in there. Really, be Seattle because they killed the Jaguars today. Like, I don't know. Maybe the Niners, three and yeah. four, who they've had some injuries come out of the gate. Feels mm-hmm. like second half of the season they're going to have the team. But then you think like they're playing that NFC West schedule, and that's I don't know. Carolina's four and four, but I don't like them at all. I honestly don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't know who I would take. Philly. Rams or Cardinals are the five. The Saints will probably be seeing, again, I hate doing this because it's so early. Saints will probably be the six. And then you're right. It's Panthers, it's Bears, it's Eagles or San Francisco or Seattle or that Vikings team we just saw. But the yeah. Saints lost their quarterback today. Yeah, I When know. does he come back? Not that Winston was lighting it up, but. They say Taysom Hill should be back, could be back next week. So that could help. Oh. And that's what people thought anyway. Awesome. I mean, is that, <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> well, is he better than is he better than Sam Darnold or PJ Walker? Is he better than uh is he better than Geno Smith? I mean, this is what you have to compare him to. Well, this week was Wonk Week. You knew it was coming. I could see the title of this podcast being Welcome to Wonk Week. <laughs> we had seven underdogs, one outright, and then your team officially became an underdog when Dak got scratched. Right. So if you count the Packers and you count Dallas tonight. That's eight underdogs, not just covering, winning outright. Mm-hmm. And last week's Super Bowl, the two teams that we everybody was excited about were Tampa and Cincy. They both lost. Cincy murdered more teases, parlays, elimination pools, million-dollar yeah. picks. It was carnage all over the place. They're up 11 against the Jets in the uh. fourth quarter and somehow blow it. You could feel it the whole game. When I talk about Wonk Week, when I remember this week seven years from now, this was the first time where I'm like, wow, there might be so much gambling that we might have figured out how to fix some games here. There was yeah, a call you, in that Bengals that, Jets you game. You mentioned that a couple times on our text chains. Like, this is fixed, and this game feels fixed, too. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was like really this one, it. Tampa Tampa Saints, <laughs> first quarter. I was like, ah, oh, fixes in. Here we go. But yeah. there was a call in that Bengals-Jets game that wasn't just the worst call of the year. Yeah, it's bad. But it's one of the worst football calls of all time. They get a stop. <sighs> they're down They're down three. They get the stop with two and a half minutes left. Um, screen pass the running back. Guy comes in. He actually holds up on the tackle a little bit. He doesn't launch. Mm-hmm. He lowers his head. The Jets guy lowers his head, lowers his head into the guy's head. The mm-hmm. ref's throwing the flag as basically as the tackle's happening. Right. And all of a sudden, it's like, no, he's not going to call helmet to helmet on that. That hit happens 50 times a game. Now, mm-hmm. helmet to helmet and Jets win. Now, did the Bengals deserve to be in that position of relying on a dumb flag? Like, 
of course, they, they, they did it to themselves, especially up 11 against Mike White. The game should be over. But right. that call was particularly awful. You agree? I absolutely agree. And you're right. That flag was out of the pocket because the ref envisioned it in his head the way that should go or where he thought it was going. And I get it. You have to protect these players, but you protected the wrong player. Protect the one that didn't lower his head into the collision. That would have been the Bengals defender there. And also, yeah. like you said, protect everybody who has Cincinnati in their eliminator pool and now can't fill, uh, feed their family for three weeks or whoever had Cincinnati on a money line parlay, for God's <laughs> sakes. Protect those people. That's who should be protected, not the uh, the Jets the headhunter who went out there and won the game for them by lowering his his, his noggin. I mean, it was crazy to me. They have to review these. They have to be able, at least personal fouls within two minutes need to be reviewed. They're too big, too big a play to be able to end the game like that. It's disgusting. I think helmet to helmet should be reviewed. Like yeah. if, if one of the teams wants to challenge it, I think you should be able to challenge it because if you watch that on a replay, that was clearly not helmet to helmet and they would have pulled up the flag. There's been other times when there has been helmet to helmet when they that they've just missed over and over again. Even that Daniel Jones played last week when he made that one-handed catch and the guy launched right into him, helmet to helmet. Mm -hmm. They didn't call that, but... Um, you know, I I'm all about getting it right. As we enter hour five into World Series game, uh, whatever the hell this is, five, <laughs> right. yeah. I mean... Uh, and people are still watching, like, we can get these football games right, you know, where everybody's laying it on the line and you have more eyeballs on it. Like, I don't know, one of my friends said, how about you could review one or two penalties per game on your team? Right. Like, that's not bad. I mean, I want to review everything, but at least be able, that that has to be reviewable, that last piece of garbage call. Well, the NBA did, they basically fixed the launch foul this year with the, the Trey Young rule, where the guys just launched in, and it's made a huge difference. In the quality of play, the games are a little more physical. Mm -hmm. Wizards-Celtics double OT yesterday, which I have not enjoyed the Celtics season. But it was a really fun physical game. And these guys, they're just not getting the calls that they used to get. But the product's better. I enjoy it more. And, you know, I, I get that they're trying to legislate the head safety stuff. But it should also be reviewable because it's such a hard thing to figure out intent yeah. when guys are launching. And also, like... Sometimes the guy's going for the tackle and the offensive player changes what he was doing and can't expect the guy to stop in time. There was another play with Golston today on the Bucks, right? When was he got too. his helmet ripped off as he was um, hitting, I forget who the Saints quarterback was. Was it Simeon at that? But whoever the Saints yeah. quarterback was. And he couldn't see if he threw the ball or not because his helmet was getting ripped off, which they missed. And mm -hmm. then he hit the guy and it's like, that's definitely not a late hit. I don't know what you're doing. I hate it. I mean, you talk about week eight is the wonky week. It's it's the bad, bad, bad week for the refs. Not that any week is particularly good, but great week, I think, for the backup, right? Mike White, you mentioned, P.J. Walker, Cooper Rush. Am I missing somebody? It feels like somebody else. Ben Roethlisberger. How about, oh, no. how about, uh, He's their starter. Sorry. Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Huge. Four big backups and against good teams, some of those um, we're talking about. And each White was the only one who actually was lighting it up. Mike White Four. was great in that game. He threw two terrible picks. Other than that, hey, what, what did he finish? Like 32 for 38. I, no, it, it was 37 for 45, 405, three touchdowns. I don't think they were two terrible picks. That one should have been a pick that wasn't. But a couple uh, were just bounced like deflected balls. But Yeah, you're right. That's fair. It was good. Um, he was damn he, good. Uh, he took advantage of a Bengals. So this was a trap game. We knew this heading in, but yeah. after watching the Pats kill the Jets, you think like, oh, the Jets, 
not only do they suck, not only have they lost a bunch of people, but now White Lotus creator Mike White is going to be quarterback <laughs> of them this week. This is easy. Throw them in every tease parlay. Right. He came out of the gates. It wasn't like he heated up during the game. He came out opening drive, went right down the field, mm -hmm. and everybody who's watching this is going, uh-oh. Then the Bengals are having trouble blocking for Burrow. It's like, uh-oh. But the Bengals like clawed out of it. And all of a sudden, yeah. they're up 11. And it had all the makings of the okay, here's the pick six and they win 38-21 and we go, oh man, oh, the Bengals. Oh, they merely made us work. Nope. Mike White goes right down. And then the Bengals, Burrow throws a pick on one of the worst uh, play calls of the week. Really the, bad. The delayed, I'm pretending we're going right, stop, blind screen the other way that if the defensive mm -hmm. lineman's there, it's a pick every time. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden they're down. But it, I really believed in the Bengals after last week, but I guess this goes back to your point. It's like, we should have no takes until week 12. Yeah, I think so. And like, I'm not saying everyone take a month off because the pumpkin picking is done. So you can't really yeah. do that anymore. But yeah, um, we're back. Yeah, that Bengals thing was something. The Jets do play gritty sometimes. You never know when it's going to happen. It's probably like every um, 10 weeks or so or eight weeks, uh, but you don't want to be on the wrong side. How about that Keelan Cole catch that didn't count as a touchdown? Right. Like He came out throwing that Mike White. He wasn't just checked down, back up. None of these backups were checked down, like, you know, four yard out to the fullback uh, all day. They really came out and had a game plan. I think like screwed with a team like the Bengals, who you're right. Just how do you get up for this game after beating Lamar and stopping him? Like, then how they do you have you get the Browns up for, next the week. Yeah, yeah right. it's like, ah, we'll just, we'll beat the Jets. Let's start thinking about the Browns. Bad sandwich game for sure. Yeah. A couple of things that worried me. Well, the Bengals, the offensive line, there's just some weeks where it's unclear if they can protect Burrow properly. Mm -hmm. The linebackers couldn't cover anything today. And that, yeah. the, the weird thing for me is last week, their defense looked so fast against Baltimore. Right. They were in all the right spots. They were flying around. And this week, it looked like it was last year's team. I wonder sometimes, if you're the Bengals, the DNA is just too hard to overcome. You just can't have nice things when you're the Bengals. <laughs> like, honestly, it was going too well. They almost had to like sa sabotage it. It was like you have that friend who just can't find love with anybody. And over, yeah. and then he finally meets somebody and he's like, nah, this might be the one. And it's like, okay, just wait. And then right. they screw it up. That's yeah. the Bengals. You're just out on probation. Leave that prostitute alone. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Give it Don't pick her up. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're right. There are some teams like that. The Bengals are one of them. The, you know, I think the Bengals and Chargers are two teams that everyone, a lot of people like, oh, my God, this team could go to the Super Bowl. You watch. They're going to win a division that was unwinnable by these franchises in, in uh, a decade's mm. worth of football. And now I think we feel the same way about your, you pushed them around. And that yeah, was let's, one, one, we'll, let's take a break. We'll talk Pat's Chargers. Oh, I don't want to take a break. No, go we're going to take a break. All right. This episode is brought to you by Taco Bell. If you're anything like me during a busy day at work, I need lunch that is just as fresh as it is delicious and easy. And the all new Cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell is exactly that, made with high quality ingredients like seasoned slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, shredded purple cabbage, and avocado verde salsa sauce. The new Cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. All right, coming back, Pat's Chargers. You compared the Chargers to the Bengals. Yeah. Here's where I disagree. I think the Bengals had a bad game that they didn't get up for, and some things snowballed, and it just and Mike White caught fire, and it just kind of became one of those dumb games. I think the Chargers 
have lost too much on defense now. Yeah. You know, even during that game, they they ran out of secondary people. Um, their defense, their run defense wasn't that good to begin with. I actually think the Pats should have won that game worst. by it 20 points. It was 31st or 32nd, the, the yeah. run defense. Yeah, for I sure. Actually, I don't know what we were doing in the first half. I felt like we could have run the ball down their throat the whole game. McDaniels was doing his coaching tape for his next head coaching job next <laughs> year and was doing all his stupid, goofy pass plays and the third and one out trying to outthink them plays. And as soon as we just started smash mouth and play action, it was mm -hmm. we could do whatever we wanted. He missed but a I, lot of throws, though. He, he did. He, he really he did. did. Mac Jones. Oh, Mac. Mac. Mac was bad yeah, enough. no. I think you could. Like, I think you could have won by more. But I know That's what, what I you're mean. saying. You should have been able to run on him, but he also missed a bunch. I mean, he only completed about half his passes. I thought he. It, it's happened a couple times. It happened in the Miami game too in the first half, where he looked a little uncomfortable, but then mm -hmm. he settled down completely. Herbert missed a couple throws. Yeah. Mike Williams isn't totally healthy. Eckler was hurt. And it just, it had a vibe. Like, I feel like if we played that game 10 times, I think the Pat, there's a couple versions where the Pats win by 20 if they do a couple yeah. smart things. But well, I, beat I thought they were 45 nothing last year out yeah. here, which is, I, I, I must have buried that game from my memory. I don't know why. But you, you talk about a team that might have another number. But Mac Jones, like, I thought Mac overthrew a lot of guys. Justin Herbert was forcing, was really trying to thread yeah. the needle on a bunch. He had two picks, probably could have had five in this day and age where everything gets tipped and, and brought in. But, um, yeah, I don't know what to think of this Chargers team, and this is really where they could be pulling away in that division, where a Chiefs, a very, very iffy Chiefs team, and be great if it all went to the Raiders, who didn't even play this week. Yeah, I think with the Pats, that game unfolded very similarly to the Miami game, the Dallas game, and the Tampa game. And it was like mm -hmm. dumb penalties, and there's Harris, 25-yard touchdown. Oh, no, there's a Fall flag. Back. And it was like yeah. all those kind of moments. And it was like, oh, I guess this is Groundhog Day for this 2021 Pats. <laughs> but then they pulled out of it, and that interception, pick six up, and then they had a great drive. Huge. And I think the I continue to think the Pats are good. <laughs> I know, I know, I've said this week after week with you for the last three, four weeks, but I think they're a pretty complete team. I don't know if they're on the level of like the top five, but I think it's a good football team. That's that uh, is. Showing a little resiliency in some of these games. So. I'm coming around a little. If if not for only for the fact that you're going to be in a lot of these games. You are. I don't think you're going to get embarrassed too much. I, I, I read too much into the fact that three of your wins were against two against the Jets and one against the Texans. Yeah. But it, it doesn't really matter at this point. As long as you're healthy, as long as you have that running game and uh, Belichick gets you playing gritty defense, which he will, you're going to be in all of these. Well, you know the other thing with the Chargers. So they're two and two at home. Which I mean, the Pats are one to four at home, but the the Chargers to have a game like that—that's like it's like the Romo Nance game. Are they know? two and two at home? They don't have three losses. I guess you're right. I have two and two at oh, home. Oh yeah, you're right. Two they're and two one, and two and two and two and one. Well, they're never at home anyway. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's like the signature CBS game, right? And mm -hmm. you have what fifty thousand Pats fans there, forty five thousand yeah. Pats fans. It's a lot. And Herbert's going with the silent count in his own stadium. I don't know. That stuff adds up when. It's just every game you're on the road, basically, unless well, you're playing Well, nephew Kyle was passed out in the second quarter. Do you even count him as a fan there? I mean, he's not making any noise. He was very much alive. He's not <laughs> producing the pod tonight because he wanted to go to the Pats Chargers. And he 
incoherently FaceTimed me after the game. Oh, nice. And did the whole thing where, you know, when, when somebody's definitely having a good time, they hold the phone up and they do the 360 <laughs> twirl of the surroundings. And you're just going, yeah! <laughs> uh, he had a great time. I think this the Pats... Is the, this is the, look what you're missing. Yeah. I'll see you in six hours after look I pay this. $400 for an Uber. Look at this traffic. Look yeah. at it. It's going to be two hours to get out of here. Yeah! Oh, man. Um, to be I young. think the pick six was a great moment, though. But you know, yeah, Sal, far be it for me to uh, make a huge leap here, but you know, there was an emotional win over the Chargers in 2001 with the first first year starting quarterback by the name of Tom Brady. Don't remember. With the Pats when, uh, you know, 500 team first half of the year and then kind of came together as the year went along. It It, it is a topic in the, in the Pats threats, in the Pats it message is? boards, Pats text threats. Yeah, there's, you know, a couple parallels. Just a couple, same coach, first year starter. The team start team kind of slowly getting better, but nobody taking them seriously. Yeah, hey, we're starting to get ideas. All right, look, I want you to be excited about this season. I don't, I, I don't need you shifting to basketball. So I'll, you know, I'll pretend that the Pats are a threat, legitimate threat in the AFC. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I will say this: the Chargers, who I think we all got excited about, and now when now we have the eight games under our belt, and you can kind of go back and be like. Should we have been excited for these wins? And you go mm. back and you go, all right, they beat Washington by four. They lost to your team. That was a dumb game week two. Yeah. They beat Kansas City by six, a win that seems way less impressive than it did in week three, right? Mm -hmm. They beat Vegas uh, in week four, right as the Gruden stuff was kind of fermenting. Right. They beat Cleveland 47-42. Giving up 42 points to Cle Cleveland now is looking terrible. They get yeah. killed by Baltimore by week, and then they lose to the Pats. Maybe they're just not good. Well, I said this. I mean, just breaking it down by unit, any team that's 31st or 32nd, I don't know what they are after today, in rush defense, Yeah, everyone's got a shot. Everybody's yeah. got a shot at you. I don't care how, how well Herbert's con connecting with um, you know, Williams or or Allen or any of those guys or Eckler out of the backfield. Really, like if you can run over a team, you control time of possession, you're going to score in the 20s. And that's yeah. basically what the Patriots did. Let's talk about uh, Tampa. Mm. The Saints, just these certain teams. Miami used to do this to them a couple times. The Giants, obviously. These teams that can kind of push the line on him. And you kind of know it when he's having one of those bad Brady games when the passes are kind of sailing around and he's mm -hmm. the camera cuts to him and he's kind of just staring at whatever just happened for an extra two seconds. And yeah. he just never seemed totally comfortable. And yet they get this huge break with Winston going out. Right. And I was, I thought Hill was coming in. I forgot he was hurt. Then it's like Trevor Simeon, Trevor Simeon, where'd he come from? And it didn't matter. They were able to, you know, kind of hold off the big buck surge in the, in the second half. What did you make of that game? I mean, you, Listen, we're on this text chain. It's me, you, it's House, it's Hench, and we're always sending each other live lines, right? So it's like, oh my God, at one point, Tom Brady was plus 370 against Trevor Simeon. Now they had some points to make up, I think 10 at the time, but like, what the hell are we doing? What are we waiting for here? Yeah. And 
Simmons, this is our fault. We did this to Tampa. We did it. We bet him to win MVP. I don't know. Was we it did. Monday, Tuesday? It was plus 500, plus 550. I bet Tampa to have the best regular season record. Mm. Um, I'm like, ah, they're going to go 14 and three, 15 and two. That's good enough. So we absolutely did this to them. But um, it did seem like, uh, let's give this game away. We don't care. <laughs> as much as, much as a, defend, uh, a division game should matter, just didn't seem to matter to the Bucs today. It's a weird one. Especially when Jameis goes out, it, it, there seemed to be yeah. an arrogance that sent in. I think we're only eight games in, but you could say this is the half season awards, right? Mm. I don't know who the MVP is. Sean Payton's got to be in the running for a coach of the year if you're going to try to figure out who coach of the year is. How are the Saints five and two? Yeah. I mean, honestly, what they they they're missing their second best offensive player the whole time. They have mm -hmm. a quarterback who threw for three yards an attempt last week and then looks like he blew out his knee this week. It didn't seem promising. And uh, and they've just kind of found a way to, you know, they killed Green Bay in week one and everyone throws away week one, but that still counts. Green Bay hasn't lost since. Well, they had they that one Tampa. game where they got killed because their whole coaching staff was out, right? I, I mean, I yeah. guess that would have worked better for him if he was one of the coaches that were out. But uh, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I'd be singing a song for your my own coach, not my own coach. He almost screwed up. In Minnesota tonight, but you're uh, Belichick. I would, if I were you, that's who I would be. Yeah, going but for. I think that's a few weeks away because four and four, you're not coach of the year. Like the wow. Saints, jo you know, Josh Allen. I'm just sorry, looking at Fandle's numbers. Josh Allen is two to one to win MVP, and Brady's six to one now. It's so early. Holy it seems crap. like all the value on uh, two to one. They yeah, were terrible stupid. for three quarters today, Buffalo. Yeah, there was. Did you see that play when? Uh, I didn't watch. I, I wasn't that focused on Buffalo, Miami, but did circle in once it got crunch mm -hmm. timey. 17-3. And it was like fourth and six or something and Tua got it. And then the next play went deep. And Buffalo just had a chance to step on their neck and finish them, send them away. And it didn't. And then it was a one-score game. And I, I don't know. I, I kind of want to see that team in a slugfest with somebody over yeah. the next couple of weeks. When do they have a game where they can just like go toe to toe with somebody? I think they have Is something coming? coming up. Yeah, yeah. It's either this week or next week. Wait, because we thought it was going to be KC week five, but that's a pretty compromised KC team. Yeah, because look at the next couple of weeks, Sal. It's, at not Jacksonville. it's not at Jacksonville. You don't think it's that no. game? <laughs> at Jacksonville, at the Jets, and then right. home Colts, at New Orleans. And then home New England and at Tampa, I guess, will be the at Tampa the December 12th. That'll be the that's stretch it. when. Right. We know. Because Belichick usually beats them like a drum. Geez, even around there, though. I mean, I guess they have two against the Patriots, but then they're home against the Falcons. They have the Jets again later. That's, that's, yeah, that's Well, that was the team. terrible thing about that Tampa loss. It, the schedule gets incredibly easy for them. Other than that right. Buffalo game, the Saints were the only good team that they were playing the rest of the way. And if they, mm -hmm. they're not going to get a bigger gift than, you know, Winston going down in the second quarter and Taysom Hill's not there either, and they still blow it. Well, I'll tell you who we should have bet for going to have the best record. And I think this was their best win. I mean, we talk about the Titans beating the Bills on Monday night, then beating the Chiefs. And then this one was pretty freaking legit. Not that the other two weren't, but down 14 to the Colts at the yep. Colts in a game, a hangover following a, a hangover game. They easily could have lost, and they win 34-31. Now, it helped... That Carson Wentz, um, you know, looked like he was playing with his opposite arm, a, a middle school uh, team. Like, I don't understand what happened there, how they lost. But uh, what they do you really don't understand. Have... He's Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah, he's Carson Wentz. Right, right. I mean, they have the Texans, Jaguars, Niners, Dolphins all at home. Texans twice. This team's going to win 12 or 13 also.
Yeah, the fact that they have the undisputed best record in the AFC right now is staggering to me. Yeah, at six and two. I looked at that in the standings, and it was the Titans at six and two, and then the Raiders right under them at five and two. And it's like, wow, wow. this is where we are. We're almost yeah. at the halfway point. Right. I, uh, I'm very proud to say I've not bet on the Colts all year because I've refused to bet on Carson Wentz. <laughs> and it's for situations like today. It wasn't the only time that he did that, by the way. He does this thing where he's getting sacked and thinks it's a good idea to just right. kind of kind of throw the ball up for grabs because there's a guy kind of close to him on his team. He mm -hmm. does this once or twice a game. And to me, he's a no bet. I'm just not, I'm never betting on them. I, this year, I've managed to avoid betting on bad teams and betting on quarterbacks like Carson Wentz because I, I can't take it. I, uh, man, if, if you're a Colts fan, it's brutal. What do you, I mean, the what mask guy was banging his head against the, oh, against that the goalpost. That's that. good. That's how every Colts fan felt. That if was, you're a Colts fan, are you like, nah, Wentz will figure it out? You can't think that. You I can't. This is who he is. He can't fucking take care of the ball. He can't. But why did he? He was so good last Sunday night against the 49ers in the rain, side-arming passes, like we're getting it right in there and only turned He'll it over once. It. it wasn't an interception. It was like a it was a bad fumble, but yeah, it was still in the rain. I, I don't know. I just thought they should have finished them off today. I don't understand it at all. That defense is usually better than than they were. But I mean, that that's the thing with the Titans. Like, are they going to win games now? They're going to score 34 when, you know, Henry has what, 70 yards rushing? Did he even have that much? Well, the thing that's... 68 yards rushing. 28 for 68. The thing that the Titans do is you'll look up and they're, they've just gotten their ass kicked for an hour. Because mm -hmm. this happened in the Seahawks game too, right? Where they're just getting their ass kicked. And then they've, they do have the resilience to come back from some of this stuff. The thing with Wentz, it, like to switch sports, think about baseball. Like Erod was like this on the Red Sox this year. These starters that can look good for like three starts in a row, or they can look good for five straight innings where it looks like, oh, they might throw a no hitter. And they just, right. they can't help themselves. They have to do something dumb. They have to like, you know, walk the number nine hitter and then set up all of a sudden there's three guys on base and somebody's hitting a rocket and he's coming out of the game. Wentz just can't help himself. Right. He's, this is who he is. I think Daniel Jones is like this too. They can't help themselves. They're always going to have a turnover in a bad spot. Yeah, maybe. Change of scenery doesn't really matter, I guess. Yeah. So Tennessee, what is their lead now? In well, they're another in that one. Division? They, have, they have three over them, right? They're six and two, and, and these two and uh, three and five. So a three game, full three games. But it, it's even better than that. Head to head they, twice. Yeah. Yeah, they're three and oh in their division. Mm hmm. So they basically got it. It'd be, they'd have to have like some major injuries. You know, this is one of the cases for the Pats. The Pats are 0-3 against the NFC and 4-1 in the AFC. So if it gets into that 9-8, and 10-7 and, and at the end of the year when we're trying to figure out who the 6-7, and seven, there's tiebreakers right. and stuff, the Pats have done really well in the uh, in the conference. I am yeah. out on Carson Wentz just to... All right. I don't know why the, I look... I, you know, I, I got excited because, like I think I said last week, as a Cowboys fan, I wasn't able to root for him with Philadelphia. Uh, and now it's like, oh, all right, this could be a little something. I don't like the Titans, and um, he's replacing Phil Rivers, but I guess they would have been better off, Phil Rivers, keeping him on another year. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, so you think that little of Phil Ooh. Rivers. He uh, had decent numbers last year, if you look at uh, him. Where are you going? <laughs> where are you going with old Phil Rivers, though? Speaking uh, of old, so Steelers beat the Browns. 
Yeah. We hit our underdog parlay, which they boosted on FanDuel to plus 800. Mm -hmm. Pats, Steelers, boost, crushed it. Nice. Um, but I was watching uh, Brown Steelers with my friend Hershey who was over. And he asked, is Roethlisberger one of the 10 best quarterbacks of all time? Hmm. And I was like, no, that can't be possible. Yeah, He's like, all right, make, no. make your list. Yeah. So we're watching these terrible games, making lists. You could make a Casey's number 10. Super I was Bowl, actually kind Super of stunned. Super Bowl era, right? No crazy YA tittle stuff, right? Just Super Bowl era? Yeah, so I, I made, I figured these nine have to be on. Go no ahead. particular order. Brady, Manning, Montana. Brady. Yeah, okay. Rogers, Elway, Marino, Favre, Breeze, and then Johnny Unitas is the one old guy because everybody, he's like the Bob Cousy. Yeah, that's kind of agrees. Those nine, then it right. kind of drops. If you go look at the passing leaders, now we're talking Ben, Warren Moon, Phil Rivers, Jim Kelly. Forgot to put Romo in there, but that's all right. You're, you're Romo. On the stick. Yeah. Then you got the newer guys <laughs> who don't have the pedigree yet, like Wilson hasn't played mm -hmm. long enough yet. Mahomes hasn't played Mahomes. long enough. And you kind of run out of guys. And then you're like, wow, he's probably the 10th best quarterback of all time. He could be 10. This is, but you played, you had this discussion before Cooper Rush played, right? That's fair. That was like eight <laughs> hours for Cooper Rush. Let right. me think. Uh, yeah, so I, no, I guess no, I would have to rethink that. So no Giants, no, uh, I'm looking Philly, McNabb, no. No, it's, I'm telling you, we went through all the names. Kurt and, Warner? Oh, that's interesting. So you'd have to go Apex, Warner, like five-year Apex over totality of Ben's career. Mm -hmm. But Ben had some like 5,000-yard seasons. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, he had one and you know, and, close. Yep. And if you're saying like, from a memorable standpoint, he was like kind of the master of the so big, it takes two guys to bring him down, prolong the play, people bouncing off him. So it's not like, he wasn't just numbers. There was some sort of a something to him. But you, you my the reason I bring this I, I up is- I bet people would put Russ in there. You're right though. I mean, he's not, you can't kick him out of the top 12 or 13, I don't think. I but think Russ he's 10. I think he's holding 10 for Wilson yeah. or Mahomes. I think one of those guys takes the spot. Right. But right now, I think he's 10. And the reason I bring it up is he, you know, he's like a shell of himself now in these Browns games, but he, he makes enough plays to let them hang around. He yeah. he has that old guy, like when you're playing golf with with some dad of four kids and they're hitting a drive into the to the woods and it hits a tree and bounces back in the fairway. Like he has how many of those <laughs> passes a game where it like yeah. hits two defenders who are trying to get the interception. Right. They right. both drop it. And I, there, he has a weird confidence to him. And I wasn't surprised they beat the Browns. Were you? No, I wasn't. And I think this is three games in a row where he hasn't thrown an interception, which is big. And he had one thing they had against them, which is the biggest thing of all, is their kicker became a, a passer. Um, yep. Tomlin held hang him on to, out to dry. And so then they didn't have a kicker. And why no punter can make a 25-yard field goal beyond me. Like, I don't know why you can't put a punter in for an extra point, but whatever. And I know he's like an obese punter, this guy, which would have been <laughs> hilarious to see. But every time they almost they almost trotted him on the field and then they didn't, they brought him back. And Yeah, uh, what were they doing with that? They were. It was like <laughs> they were they pretending he was going to come out. It's like, who are, you, who are you trying to psych out? Right, and yeah, teasing everybody. But yeah, their defense keeps them in games. Um, obviously... You know, TJ Watt, what do you have? Six to uh, touchdowns they had. They have like well, four sacks total. You know, Baker's not, Baker's like just, 
he's playing like he has a busted up labrum and the opposite shoulder. He really is. And people like, but someone tweeted, it's like, oh, I can't wait. Can't wait to you and Simmons uh, say this is Baker's fault and he was bad. I was like, you don't have to wait. I'll tell you right now. He wasn't that good. It really wasn't. I mean, maybe Landry dropped the pass here or there, but you're at home against the Steelers and you scored 10 points and you were 20 for 31 with no touchdowns. I watched the entire game. He missed, I don't know, nine throws? Yeah. 10 throws? Balls were sailing all over the place. Mm -hmm. I never thought he was going to put together a 10-play, 85-yard drive. I don't think the Steelers were scared of him at all. They were just like, we need to shut down the run. Baker's not going to hurt us. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think they win the game with Keenum. I think it's Keenum close. gets them to 20 points. I think he would have been worth an extra 10. I thought Baker did nothing in that game. Yeah. And he's hurt. He's he, It's with reason. He's The whole left side of his body is immobilized. Right. Now, we'll get to it. Cincinnati, Cleveland. but And it's not a loser-leave-towns match by any means because we're very early in the season still. But it's a loser I don't want to see in the playoffs, basically, out of those two. I'm kind of bored. I'm really bored by the Browns right now, and and uh, but especially the Browns. Let's see where the Bengals take us the next few weeks. I can't believe I'm saying this, but the season does feel like it might be too long. The 17 weeks, <laughs> I know. like all the twists, there's nine weeks left. There's, every week, it's there's crazy. seven different new takes that we have it's, to juggle. It's over two months. It's nuts. Um, we uh, we're gonna take a break. Come back to guest lines. All right, we're going to guess the lines for week eight. What's the tally? You're up 4-3? Week nine, yeah. Uh, four, oh, week nine. 4-3-1, is that what it is? 4-3-1, okay. 4-3-1, yep. Thursday night is Colts-Jets. On ESPN.com, I always enjoy the NFL Nation blogs where they have the blogs related to different teams or like recaps, stuff like that. Actual headline on ESPN.com's NFL Nation. Jets quarterback controversy? Question mark. <laughs> Mike White sends a message to Zach Wilson. <laughs> this is an unironic headline. Is there a quarterback controversy with the Jets? <laughs> Are the Jets fans watching this going, hey, Mike White, why not? Could this be our Tom Brady? I think they like this Mike White. It's hard to pull. But let me ask you this. He's going against Carson Wentz. Who do you trust more? Mike White. <laughs> <laughs> a million times. Watch Mike White take apart the Bengals. There's a controversy with him and another team's quarterback. It's weird. It, it, certainly there is for uh, his own. Yeah. How this weird would it be, be 20, 20 years after Mo Lewis hits Bledsoe and paves the way for the Brady dynasty that the Patriots play the Jets, injure Zach Wilson, and Mike White comes in and becomes oh, like this, one call. of the seven best quarterbacks in football. Wow. The White Lotus. So, so, so plants. <laughs> Supplants Ben Ben Roethlisberger is the tenth greatest quarterback ever. Oh my God! Mike White was on fire. He was he murdered the Bengals, and it was with Denzel Mims and Brandon Barrios. And Mm -hmm. are you fucking kidding me? He's the best backup we've seen this year. I'm trying to think. Uh, When he was really good backup for one for one game, over 400 yards. That's insanity for a Jet. He was really good. He. There was a stretch where it seemed like he completed like 22 of 24 or something like that. And they were mm-hmm. all on the money. It's not like yeah. they were just perfect every time. I he like was eight for eight by 10, 14 a.m. our time. <laughs> well, I'm going to bet him on Thursday and uh, he'll probably throw seven picks. Yeah. I have, uh, this is in Indy. I think this is Colts by 10 and a half over the Jets. Now you're going to get it. I said 10. It's 11 and a half. Mm. But it opened before they played today. It opened at 14. 
So okay. they, they like FanDuel likes Mike White. Well, I'll tell you this: the Colts are three and four, and the Jets are two and five. And normally, that's not a recipe for a double-digit line. That yeah. seems a little high. Are the Colts three and five or three and four? Three and four. The Colts yeah. are three and four. Jets okay. are two and five. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Sunday marquee. It's a State Farm Classic, Chiefs-Packers, Mahomes-Rodgers. It's in KC. We don't know what's going to happen with the Chiefs against the Giants tomorrow night. That line has not budged. It's been minus 10 for the entire week, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Packers, man, what a win that was for them Thursday night. That happened after uh, I had finished my podcast. But mm. uh, Rodgers with the missing the three receivers... They banged Kyler around a little bit and they've won seven straight and have to be taken seriously. And yet, I think they're going to be getting four points in Kansas City. So. Oh, all right. I'll get this one. I said three and it's two and a half. Um, oh, wow. I don't know how... I know you're, you're friendly with Connor. You have Chiefs friend fans and my friends that are Chiefs backers are all like, they're not right. Don't... I mean, not that we need their backing to tell us this, but don't even bet them against the Giants is what I'm told. Like this team is not right and might not be right for a while. I'm hearing that as well. And yet, the minus two and a half <laughs> in Arrowhead means that Vegas is thinking on a neutral field, the Packers are a better team than the Chiefs. Tough fall for the Chiefs. You know, Green Bay just gives us free money every week. They beat the snot out of the bad teams and they stay close and win against the... T- they'll, they'll have a, co- a coach out with COVID, best receiver out, and Rodgers is just like, hey... Turn around, Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey's nephew, whoever the hell this is. Take three steps and I'll get you the ball. And they do that all the way down the field and they run and they, you know, a flukish way to win that Arizona game. But for God's sakes, this Packers team is pretty damn good and hard to bet against every week. Who do you think lost people the most money this week? The Packers, the Bengals, or the Bucks? Who? Packers, Bengals, Bucks. Bengals. You think the most money is on the Bengals this week? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because um, I didn't even, I couldn't yeah. even come up yeah, with a tease. Team. Yeah. Like for a million dollar picks and in real life. And I'm, I think I had the Bucks inversions and the Chiefs just putting them a money line tease with like the Bills. Because I, mm-hmm. te- I wanted to tease and parlay the Bengals so badly. It seemed like the easiest bet of the year. Right. And that's the first bad one that I think we've had this season. It absolutely that took is. out I- the most people. No, it was so the seven point favorites, seven plus point favorites were 25 and 0 before mm. today. And then two more hit in the morning. Who was it? Um, well, the, the uh, Rams. The Rams, Bills, won, yeah. And, uh, and the Bills, right. So that made it 27 and 0 before that Bengals game went, was final. So we could cry all we want, but we've been doing pretty well. I know. With these it teasers. Was the, like 27 it was the tax for all the teasers. Yeah. Well, supposedly, I heard on FanDuel the line closed for the Rams game at 16 and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the right. Texans got all the and then they got the two point and they somehow so covered. What was it like thirty eight nothing? And they, it was they ended up nothing. covering it twenty two yeah. straight. Great job, David Culley had to be proud. Great teams cover. All right, <laughs> I have three watchable games. First one is Bengals Browns. Mm-hmm. It's in Cincy, and I think the Bengals are favored by three and a half. Um, I said three, and it's two and a half. So who go? Oh, I get that. Yeah. That's a mistake. No, they got to make it three. They, it's th- it should be it should three. be three or three and a half, right? Yeah, I think so. From what we saw from Baker today, I'd, 
you cannot give them. This the is extra a stay away. Point. I don't love Case Keenum either. I really don't. I have this theory about when these guys, I've said it before, but when they grab, you could tell how confident a quarterback is and how tight he grabs his helmet, like hearing the offensive coordinator. Uh, phone in the plays. Is this if the Kirk Cousins theory? Can we name yeah. it after Kirk Cousins? I, I do. I like it. But it's like they're like trying to squeeze a watermelon. Like, really? It's all, all coming together. It's like, oh, man, I don't have any confidence in that guy. And yet he looked better than Baker today. I agree with you. I think this is probably a stay away. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm going to read the quotes this week from the Bengals because I would like to read multiple pieces from some of the leaders on that team talking about how upset they were that they laid an egg against the Jets. And if they want to be a great team, every game, you got to take everybody seriously. And that's a learning. I, I want to read all that stuff. And then I might take them. If you that know, line if stays were, at two and a half. Yeah. If I'm them. a Bengal defender, I'm just like, Mike White's the best quarterback we've seen all year. Yeah. That's what I was just saying. Like, let him prove you all the bad. Otherwise, that's our guy. <laughs> <laughs> Mike White. White Lotus. Is White Lotus going to be his nickname? It's gotta I, be. I wasn't on Twitter <laughs> for the games today, but were people making the white? There yeah. has to be the white lotus thing. Yeah, it has to be what his it is. picture, his picture yeah. side by side with the, the or just lotus. Or, Can we yeah. call him lotus? Lotus is good. Yeah. Um, Ravens are home for the terrible Vikings, and uh, who knows? Who knows if Mike Zimmer will be coaching this one? I have the uh, Ravens by six. Uh, uh, you get it. I said four and a half. It's five and a half. Hmm. I think the Vikes are going to be that team at the end of the year that they're like seven and 10. They finish with a record like seven and 10, but yet they're like ninth in offensive DVOA and yeah. eighth in defensive DVOA. And, and football outsiders is writing about how this is one of the five worst win loss results for a team with these kind of credentials that we've had. Right. Everyone like, did well right. with their fantasy guys on that yeah. team. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Can you do us a solid though, Ravens? If we put you in a teaser after a bye week, after losing miserably last week, can you just mm. win this game for us? You don't have to cover, just win it. Should we be more concerned that the Ravens weren't moving the ball around on the Bengals when yeah. we saw when we saw Lotus just lighting them up? I was like, how'd they stop Lamar? I was like looking at this. Which is why he's a top ten quarterback of all time. Lotus. White Lotus. <laughs> cards are home for the oh no, cards are not home. They're at whatever that terrible San Francisco field is called, playing the 49ers. Hmm. James G had a couple moments today, I felt like. Yeah. James G was kind of like, this is my team. Mm -hmm. I know you traded all the picks for that other guy, but uh, I'm still here. It's one of those games. I think the cards will be favored. Mm -hmm. I don't think it'll be three. I think it'll be two and a half. Cards by two and a half in San Francisco. Son of a bitch. I said three and a half. It is, in fact, two and a half. So it should our, probably be more. I mean, it's uh, well, I don't know. We we saw we saw Kyler walk off in a heap, but um, Thursday night. But they don't ever win in this arena, this wherever this is, this San Francisco. They haven't won in a year and a half. How long has it been? It's been a while. Well, so in our keeper league, as one <laughs> in six, I traded Kyler to Lewis, who's trying to beat you for the keeper title. Right. He traded me, Joe Burrow and Michael Pittman. For Kyler. Mm-hmm. And I called him and I, I actually called him and I was like, you should, Kyler's the second best player in our league. You have a chance to beat Sal. You should do this. He's like, he's wanted Kyler for a couple weeks. He's like, all right, done. Kyler looks terrible on Thursday night. So he's already <laughs> mad. The Colts game starts. Pittman has two touchdowns in like the first 40 minutes. 
And he's just like, I'm never trading with you again. This is bullshit. What? I can't believe this. And uh, yeah, it was it was really fun. I think he, I pulled one over on Lewis. He, you know what? He said, if the baseball league you're in, he texted me, is any indication? He said, this won't help you at all. <laughs> that's true. It's kind of rude. It's a rude yeah, thing to say. That's true. But... I haven't won a title in a while. He's just bitter. <laughs> but your big thing is you have Burrow and Chase now in a keeper league for um for next year. For yeah. next year. Yeah. You're psyched. Very excited. All right, bring it. it on. I'm undefeated in that league. I told you that's the nicest thing you ever did for me starting yeah, that league. I still have a... not lost. Eight no. Don't, don't be a dick. <laughs> Barely watchables. We have five teams, including my beloved Patriots, playing in Carolina. I cannot give this an actual watchable, but is McCaffrey back or no? What's the deal? I don't know. I haven't. I think he's always going to be like a Thursday, Friday decision, right? The Mike Trout of football, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> um, I have the Pats favorite in Carolina by one and a half points. No, you went light. I said two and a half for your team, and it's three. Mm. This is a John Casey bowl, right? I have to dress oh, yeah. up for this. I got to get another uniform for this. I mean, some people call it the uh, Nipplegate Bowl. That's right. Right, right, right. Right. Exactly. It's we so funny. We were at we that were game and we I had know. no idea. And there was no Twitter and nobody told us. And we just thought we saw a great football game and come right. to find out it caused an actual American crisis. I don't even know if I found out until Monday, like the next day. It's very weird. The FCC got involved. Mm-hmm. They started tape delaying sporting events. Right. It just caused a... Com- Complete ruckus just be, yeah. for this thing that we didn't even know happened when it happened. Pat's Panthers. Okay. Uh, Can I tell you t- what else has changed it? I mean, you're not on it as much as I am, but I'm constantly ch- checking the live lines for these games. And FanDuel is so much ahead of the direct TV feed. I mean, it might be a 30 Mississippi count at this point. Wow. Because I'm seeing like, like, oh my God, did the Saints score seven there or did they scored three? I'm like, oh no, wait, they definitely scored three because the Bucks are still favored in this game in the live line. Like, it's a weird way to watch. Like, I almost have to wait till commercial now because it's ruining my my viewing experience. Well, I've noticed cable is probably three seconds faster than DirecTV. Right, that's true. And then but, streaming is like twenty seconds slower than Directv. So what's going to happen when Amazon gets streaming? We lose Directv altogether. Like what's what? What are we going to do with live betting? How are they going to keep up? I think it should wait till timeouts. Yeah, or, I guess or so. timeouts or commercials, stoppages, yeah, stuff like long that. Stoppages. I think, yeah. yeah, anything that has like a minute or long stoppage. All right, Cowboys, your team playing the Broncos in Dallas. What's the deal with Dak? Do, take another that, week off. Take a, take a month off. Who cares at this point? Take all right. it all well, off. That, that kind of affects what I want to do for my pick, though. Well, they did they did set a line, and I'll tell you this much because I was close. I think it's based on Dak playing. And if I this figured. was a playoff game, he would have played tonight. I, I think it, it's kind of like that's what it would have been. Well, I made my choice thinking mm-hmm. Dak was playing. I have minus 11 for the Cowboys. Oh, my God. Wow. It's it's minus seven. I said six and a half, not eleven. You think that's based on him not playing? They're playing the Denver Broncos, <laughs> the four and four playoff bound Denver Broncos. Oh apparently, they stink. Oh, you're yeah. Maybe it should be a little higher. Maybe it should that, be a that line will be nine and a half by Wednesday. Maybe. I'm putting that. I might tease the Cowboys as soon as we finish this podcast. We are damn good. That feels like a Thanksgiving game that we would lose. Outright, but the we're Broncos so can't good. score. How many? But what are I'm gonna look this up now. They've scored 
157 points. That's not terrible. In but, eight games? Yeah, so that's less than 20. But they scored... Yeah. They scored 17 today. They're not what good. I, I, I had I them against Cleveland two weeks ago. They weren't, you know, Bridgewater. 24 against the Raiders, 19 against the Steelers, seven against the Ravens. Those are their last four weeks. Mm -hmm. I'm not impressed. I think you should be favored by more. <laughs> Saints, Falcons. Uh, God, I put this right in the Vegas zone. It's in New Orleans. Team. I have no idea who the Saints quarterback is. And I'm going to say Saints by five and a half. Uh, do we split this? I said six. Oh, no, you get it. It's five. Mm. Vegas zone. You can smell it. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with this. This is where Matt Ryan just bites you in the ass. Big, big old chunk right out of your buttocks. This is where you want Matt Ryan when he's getting five right. points on yeah, the road. Given two His and fans a half, can't boo right. him. Yeah, there's no mm -hmm. pressure. I'm with you. I want no part of it, though. I'm excited to see young Taysom Hill finally get a chance. <laughs> Are you really? This, this young kid. Yeah, finally, oh, yeah, finally getting the car keys. <laughs> oh, no, he's 30. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll find out. We're going to find out. I felt out. bad for Jameis. He's never going to get revenge on his old team. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a sucky thing that he has to watch someone else win against, right? Against Tampa. It seems like that was a bad knee injury. Would be oh, guess. yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they, he's, he's out for a little bit. I would be the most mad... I'd be mad if I got injured in a football game regardless. Mm -hmm. But to get injured on an illegal play would really make me mad. Right. Like you get injured on a horse collar. I just be like when they're mm -hmm. when the cart's taking you away, I would just be I'd be like a middle finger to the guy. Flipping who did everyone it. off. Fuck you. Yeah. Hey, give me the keys to this cart. I got a couple <laughs> assholes I want to run over here. Yeah. <laughs> we have the cart keys. Uh next one is Raiders at the Giants. We have two actually. I'm gonna do these both together. Raiders at Giants, Chargers at Eagles. Hmm. Two AFC West teams at two terrible NFC East teams. I think both of the AFC West teams would be favored. I went Raiders minus two and a half, and I went Chargers minus one and a half. Uh, you went light on, okay, you get the Raiders one. I said four and a half, it's three. Raiders okay. minus three. But I get the Chargers one because I said four and it's three. Like I don't Eagles. know where that leaves us. So I have Miles Sanders in two leagues. All year, oh, they yeah. never gave him the ball. Like he's, They have five carries a game. We'd be like, what's wrong? Do they hate this guy? Mm -hmm. He misses today, and it's like the running fest against the Lions. Four running back touchdowns. Jordan Howard off whatever. I didn't even know he was still alive. He got one, and Miles Sanders just watching it. Made me mad. I don't, you know, I, I, another team I have to be done with. The Lions really... There might be something to them being a bad team. There really might be something yeah. to it. Well, I, we, we made money on them, though, this year, if they have the worst record. We did. I, and you know what? That was a gift from FanDuel. I, was one, I think you, you allowed me three futures bets, and I gave out FanDuel had a plus 250, Lions and Texans under four and a half wins, both of them. I was like, oh, oh God. God. Oh, we bet that, didn't we? Yes, we did. Combined, they're not going to get there. I mean, it can't, right? That's great. Poop Vecta has two games. Dolphins home for the Texans. The Texans are one and seven and the Dolphins are one and seven. It's the battle of the one and seven, Sal. That's what I'm calling it. Mm -hmm. There's some weird Watson stuff where yeah. there were a lot of rumors that he might get traded to Miami and that they're going to immediately put him on the commissioner's exempt list. He was going to, who knew? 
Shouldn't this be for the trade? Like whatever the difference is in negotiating. Like let's say they want three ones and a two. And but they only want to give up seven weeks. But yeah, but they only want to give up three ones and a three. Like, shouldn't this be for all right, winner gets to dictate the terms? Something. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Deshaun Watson. Like a haircut match in wrestling or something. Right, right, right. Yeah, the sec a second round pick and the Watson thing is at stake. Mm Mm-hmm. So um I can't believe the Dolphins are one and seven. And I can't believe their one win was to to the, against <laughs> Patriots where we're running the ball into the end zone and about to win the game and Harris fumbles. Yeah. They really what, could be 0-8. That's your worst loss in years. Right? Yeah. That one. Yeah. This team's gonna have three wins. Yeah, it's bad. I have the Dolphins. Favored by seven over the Texans. Now you nailed it, and I don't see that much difference between these two teams. I said four, but yeah. it isn't. It is seven, but I don't know. The Dolphins are a sexier version than the Texans, but just not whatever. They have Tua, so what? Can't move the ball. I like when the when they traded Ingram and multiple Texans were just bummed out by it. That's always a bad stage to hit when you're a football team, right? Where your players are just like, "Oh, thanks, man." It's like if. <laughs> If you're working in some office that's falling apart and then you know it's like, hey, we've we've traded the custodian. We're no longer gonna have a custodian. <laughs> He's been <laughs> traded to another office. That's it's it. like, oh man, really? Can he leave the mop? No. Yeah. No, it's like, it. Yeah, Mark Ingram's gone. But Philip Lindsay will now be handling the duties. Yeah. The other look, they're fact- not good. They're really they're they're bad. Yeah, they're but pretty rough. I, I don't think that Miami's that much better. The other poop fact the game is Bill's Jags. It's in Jacksonville. And after what we saw from Jacksonville today, I don't remember the last time a team has been favored by more than two touchdowns on the road, mm-hmm. much less 17 points. Well, didn't learn the Rams today. Were they on the road for that? I guess they were. They were in Houston. So yeah. I remember the last time. It was four <laughs> hours ago. Um, I'm going to say Bills by 17. Oh, did I get this? I did. I said 11 and a half. It's 14. Oh, Jesus. I edged you out. Wait a minute. This is important. Six. It's six to six with two left, I believe. Oh, I nailed the Sunday night. I know I did. Did you? Okay. I you just gotta, know in my I know in my bones. You got a point and a half leeway here. I was off. Sunday by. night. Rams Titans. Mm-hmm. Rams are home. I think this is in the Vegas zone because the Titans are weird. I have the Rams by five and a half against the Damn. Titans. You did get it. It's six. Mm. I, I said five. Three, four, five, six, seven to one, three, four, five, six. All right. Titans so I looking like this. a delicious underdog parlay of the week candidate. I mean, crap. How many of these are they going to win? Feisty team. And do you think like they had that one weird COVID game at the beginning that they lost? Right. So they're five and one in all the games where they didn't have a COVID outbreak. They lost to the Jets. And then yeah. they lost that yeah. Jets game and they didn't have their receivers. So both mm-hmm. losses were actually explainable. They never right. should have won the game today, though. Mm. Monday night, Steelers, Bears. It's in Pittsburgh. Fields had a couple holy shit plays today. Positive or negative? Positive. He yeah. had a he had a run. I'm sure people saw it because you know it's going to be on the highlights. But he had a run that was like watching a high school player who's just a better athlete than everybody else in the field, just zooming through everybody. It was unbelievable. Bill, I, I really was going to say him. this is the first week I really thought he belonged in today's NFL. Oh, that's a good talking head point. It really, uh, no, but I, I, I agree with you. And I was probably looking at exactly the same two or three plays, but 
he had confidence today that I hadn't seen in the last few weeks. Sal, what I'm seeing from Justin Fields <laughs> is a guy who the game is slowing down for. <laughs> that young gone. man. That young man? <laughs> you mean that young man? <laughs> he is a freak athlete, and the game is slowing down for him. I love when they do that. They, when they can't come up with the points, so they just right. say the game's slowed down. Like, <laughs> you can just say that for anything. The podcast is slowing down for me. It's really slow yeah, down. Yeah, I'm really seeing the podcast right now. Uh, Steelers-Browns, Monday night. No. I, what? Oh, I mean, Bears, Steelers, Bears. Bears, Steelers, yeah. I just have trouble putting this over seven with Roethlisberger. And I don't know about these Bears injuries. So I'm going to say six and a half for the Steelers. Son of a bitch. You, won. you got it exactly. Hmm. No, exactly. I said five. I thought five would be enough. Good job by you. You win. Four, four, one now. Can I make a proclamation? Weeks. Sure. Nobody, nobody's allowed to tease the Steelers in this game. Just stay away. No, gonna, no, you no. Can't, don't yeah. t- don't put Roethlisberger in a tease. Just don't. No, because yeah, well, if we'll those go. guys all come back, what if the defenders come back on the Bears? Mm-hmm. All right. So you like Dallas on a teaser, and you like? No, oh, I don't know. I like Baltimore. Baltimore over my, uh, my Minnesota. Yeah, I think Minnesota is dead man walking after that game. That's pretty nice. When That's you a have one. a coach who's clearly on his way out. And a quarterback who's clearly run his course. Mm-hmm. If I have those two variables at the midway point of my season, I'm going to get you. Yeah. I think that the, that's like the light, the light in the eyes just starts flickering out. You don't think the game is slowing down for Kirk Cousins or Mike Zimmer? I don't know. I think, wow. that, I think my Minnesota picks are slowing down and I figured <laughs> them out. Uh, all right. We're going to take a break, come back, talk succession and parent corner. All right, let's do uh, Parent Corner first, then Succession, because if people haven't seen it, we don't want to spoil it for them. But mm-hmm. uh, Parent Corner, what do you got? All right. Uh, well, not much. We just had a house full of like 40 people who they congregate here, and then they go and trick-or-treat, and it's mostly family. And, you know, people asking me the same question over and over about the Cowboys. Like, So what is, what, why isn't the quarterback in? Why isn't he, how, when did they know he wasn't in? Why isn't he coming? Like, oh, Jesus, please let me watch this game. So they finally uh, leave. But the week leading up, I don't know how it is by you. Do you know what it's like to get booed? I know you know what it's like to get booed. But to, the, the term booed, as far as our kids are concerned. What does it mean? It's people come to your door. Kids come to your door with like a little uh, pouch full of candy. And they ring and run, but they leave candy. And then your kids have to try to like chase them down. I don't know what happens once they chase them down, but to identify them. And once you identify them as the booers, you get to do, I I don't know what the, I'm not sure what the consequences are. It's kind of stupid because we all have ring now. So we could tell, all right, you don't have to save your breath. You don't have to chase down a little Alex because we know we see him on ring doing it. But as they're running around, I am just eating massive amounts of candy. I'm like uh, Johnny Sacks' <laughs> wife, just collecting the Charleston shoes and sitting in my room and just like, she catches me and I'm busted. So um, that's really it. Uh, there's not much more to the parent corner that, other than my kids are running around uh, needlessly while I stuff my face with sugar. It Getting sounds booed. like that could go badly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we'll read an article about that. Wait, like when do like the 15, 16-year-olds start playing this game and then it goes sideways? Yeah, booze gone bad. Yeah, for Jeez. sure. It's going to go bad for me. I'm going to get diabetes in the next checkout. Checkup for sure. I have a, a double parent corner. One is my daughter started her own podcast a couple weeks ago. 
It's called Teen. It's called Teen Patrol. I just, she wanted to keep doing it. And I was like, it's football, basketball. I don't have room for you on my pod. Well, she's like, let me do my pod. I'm like, well, it's not going to be in the ringer. She's like, I I still want to do it. So she's been doing it. She's done a couple. The last one, I learned a lot about my daughter. And I've realized like the best way to actually, because your kids, they basically stop talking to you when they turn 13, right? Right, sure. You either overhear stuff or there might be a car ride where you wear them down after an hour where you might get a couple morsels. Or this maybe pod- you devote a, you devote a segment that a million people could hear where you shit on them. Like that's why they stop <laughs> like talking. To us. Yeah, maybe that's, that that's they do. <laughs> so there are a couple things I learned from this podcast she did with her friend Ella. One is that when she does something wrong, and you know my wife will is not opposed to doing some yelling. Mm-hmm. She says she does the three hour rule. She'll go hide in her room for three hours, then after three hours, come out and be super super apologetic about whatever she did wrong. Oh, wow. And that diffuses my wife. And I'm like, it, it was kind of like, you know, when it's, when it's your kid, it's, it's, it, it's like your, a, your NFC East opponent. You're trying to outwit two times a year and you're trying right. to figure out their playbook and stuff. In this podcast, what I realized is <laughs> it's this, it's this playbook of things that I kind of needed to know, like she was going on with her. So this right. is great. I'm really enjoying that. Uh, so Wait, I hold that. on a second. Do, do you look at that as like being a grown up move or that is it, or devious? What? The, just the thing where she stays in a room for three hours and it comes out all nice. But did you look, you like, wow, that's a cool way to handle it. Or are you like, oh boy, if my wife heard this, she'd be pissed. I thought it was really smart. But now yeah. it's like next time she does that move, I'm just right. going to walk by her door and go, I know you're doing the three hour rule. <laughs> it's not going to work. I'm going to be mad in three hours. Tick, tick, tick. And do yeah. that anyway. So the pod's tea patrol. She's really good though. Um, and then the other thing, my son, so he wanted to go to the mall again yesterday. Oh no. With his friends. You, you, I told you what happened last skateboard week. Skateboard or no skateboard? Skate Brought the skateboard. Mm-hmm. Couple hours in text. Hey, going to a friend's house with uh, Jackson and Lucci, his two friends. My wife's like, oh, Ben's going to go to a friend's house. He's going to send us the address. Mm-hmm. I'm immediately suspicious. I'm like, what friend? What's the friend? Ask him who the friend is. Ben just replies, sends the address of where he's going to. And it's this address that's on a street. It just doesn't seem like a friend. He would have a friend in the street. So now I'm like, all right, fucking call him. So we call him. It's like, what What friend are you going to? Just a friend of Jackson's. Who's the friend? Blah, blah, blah. Um, I, 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 he's a lot of stuttering, stammering. I'm like, well, put when you get there, just put the parents on so we could talk to him. No, I'm not. I, all right, it's kind of a party. Like, what? Are you, what are you, you're 13. <laughs> what, what party? He's turning 14 tomorrow. By the way, what do you mean awesome. it's a party? It's a Halloween party. It's not. It's not like it's not a party party. It's just like a Halloween thing. We go and it's like 55 people there, all kids like around his age, and then he pick them up at 10 o'clock. We come from dinner and he gets in and he's like, oh, yeah, that party was lit. I'm like, what happened? It's <laughs> like, I don't know. People were skateboarding and and uh, people were making fun of each other and and there was some candy. It was like, it was like kind of starter party where yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe there was more bad stuff in there that he wasn't telling us about. Right, but right, right. It was the first time he really tried to lie to us about going to a party. I bring this up because he's only in the eighth grade. And right. I, I really feel like I'm now putting on my seatbelt and getting ready for the next couple of years. The good thing is for people like us, I know all his moves. Mm-hmm. It's He does the thing like I'm going to a friend of Jackson's. It's like, who's, you just have to just, you have to turn into like, 
Yeah, you poke and prod a little yeah. bit. You get it. Who's the friend? Where is it? Who else is going to be there? Once they have trouble just answering stuff immediately, you know right. they're full of shit. Well, why don't you give him his own podcast, he and Jackson, and then you'll learn even more about it, right? <laughs> it's true. It would be a terrible podcast. <laughs> no, great for you. <laughs> it would just be his bad takes. Like he thinks Elon Musk is one of the most important Americans because he created the Tesla. That was disagree. one of his takes today. I, I asked disagree. him, I asked him, give me, give me your greatest take right now. It's like Elon Musk is one of the most important Americans. <laughs> Because he created the Tesla. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> anyway. He's like, shut up, old man. You put Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> in your top 10. Don't tell me about bad takes. Uh, anyway, that's Parent Corner. And speaking of uh, of sons who might cause their fathers some heartache someday, <laughs> this was an incredible succession episode. Oh, I man. thought they paved, they paved the way for episode three. Incredible Kendall episode. Big twists and turns. Um, it really got... It really got there. It, they they laid all the groundwork for the first two with this one, and it paid off and was, uh, I thought, one of the best ones. Are we not allowed to uh, spoil it? I'm not you're, you're no, speaking we'll, generic. People, oh. this, the pod will be done after this, so if people haven't watched it yet, just turn it off now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to ExtraPoints.com for all your sports gambling. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, no, yeah, Extra yeah, points no, no, it's all, against all odds okay. pod. All it doesn't stuff. matter. No, but, uh, oh, yeah, Jesus, that, that the Rape Me song while, while Shiv was speaking, uh, doing the speaking engagement. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it hard. escalated. Jesus was, Christ. And I was like, how do they get the rights to the Nirvana song? Like, they're yeah. like, notoriously the hardest band to get. So, like, right. Dave Grohl must be a succession fan. They do. But that was that, great. That's how much money they have, Bill. They could buy the Nirvana. No, no, wait. That, that part's fake. But my favorite part was in the limo. We're playing good, good tweet, bad tweet. Good tweet, bad oh, tweet. Yeah. Let's do good tweet, bad tweet. And it made me think like you should do it with the ringer staff. You you should do good tweet, bad tweet. I know you won't, so I'm gonna do it with you right now. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll no. read a good I'll read a good tweet. Only Bill we trust is Bill Simmons. That's good. I think that's when Belichick. Are you making these up? No, no, no. I read. I went back and read a couple. Like, oh uh, no, I, I went back. Yeah, um, that's a good tweet. Um, Bill Simmons wrote this whole long article about being a Tottenham fan and then gave up after like three months. That's a bad tweet? Badish? I don't know. Yeah, I had a kid. To be fair, I did have a second kid and oh, did that time to watch soccer. Then? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was no, that that's old. That's fair. It was like 2007. All right. Uh, Bill Simmons is a more tolerable Skip Bayless at this point. That's a good tweet, I think. Yeah, it's kind of a bad tweet, too. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> I think it's no, both. you're ahead. You're ahead. Of <laughs> All right, we'll stop. We don't need to play this game. That's enough. <laughs> I well, like when they did it with Kendall, they they had that last one where it was just yeah. a cut super deep. Yeah, right. He's like, and then Kendall was like, uh, "Boo!" Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes think, the games you make up not the best. <laughs> I said this to House when we did um, the twenty five succession characters. I think that the Jeremy Strong, the guy who plays Kendall, yeah, I think it's the best acting performance on HBO since Gandolfini. Wow! I think all the things he's doing with that part, show to show. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just in awe of that dude. I can't believe how good he is. The, the, the way you can just read his face for certain mm -hmm. moments and you're like basically staring into his soul. I, I can't, I can't, I can't get over it. It's he's unbelievable. He's excellent. I'm trying to think of, uh, I'm not even just saying this cause it's HBO, but, um, Piven on, uh, on entourage, but, Next level and and smarter and the dialogue is great and just like fucking like. But Pippin can never do like the serious stuff more like real. this guy can do. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah, for sure. I was trying yeah, to think: terrific. is there anyone on Game of Thrones who was as good as him? And the only one close mm. was Dinklage, because Dinklage yeah. was, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, um, 
he had the same kind of moments. I think, I just think Hold the show kind of ebbs good. and flows with this performance because yeah. if it's not the right actor, right, an episode like that third one, I don't know if it hits the same way. Yeah, you're right. Because for some reason, I'm rooting for him, but he's a complete jackass. He's oh, loathsome. He's a terrible son. Right. Um, he has no credentials whatsoever. And then you see him in the end sitting in the electrical closet, basically, and, you're, and your heart's breaking for this guy. And it's like, mm -hmm. why do I feel bad for this guy? Oh, because they're all loathsome. They're all, the father's loathsome. And I think whoever's getting ganged up on is who you're going to root for, right? True. At this yeah, point, there'll, there'll be four or five, uh, you know, kind of, you know, they'll, they'll I, I don't know. I think they'll be Mr. X and probably it'll, it'll be loaded the other way where you might root, not root for him. I'm yeah. not sure. Oh, Isaac suggests Hater on Barry. Hater and Bear is pretty good. Oh, great. I don't know if he's... I'd still have Strong. But that's, a, that's a good Final Four candidate. Super Dave. I'm, I'm voting Super Dave. Yeah, before we go, I wanted to ask you about that because <laughs> you didn't know about this. Though. I hadn't seen it. You didn't it. have time yeah. to process it. Super Dave's reaction <laughs> to his brother Albert Brooks taking his Kerber enthusiasm quarter. I don't think he would have liked it. <laughs> he, <laughs> just I don't want to get into it too much, but he wouldn't he would not have liked it. I don't want it I don't want him to come off looking like an asshole, but I feel like they I feel like they knew what they were doing there a little bit. Right? <laughs> what do you think his reaction was in heaven? Oh Jesus! <laughs> what is well, happening? Well, you remember we had uh who was the who's the uh, Hamilton guy? Why why did I forget his name? Oh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Well, I mean, we had that podcast and he was not uh, pleased at Lin-Manuel Miranda. And maybe, maybe he told us that off the podcast and we we brought it back on the podcast that he's maybe not Oh yeah, uh, he told us before, so we kept yes. circling back to it and then he kept getting madder and madder. If you bring that name up one more time, I swear to God, <laughs> I'm hanging up and no one will ever listen to this podcast again. No one listens right now. Uh, I think he'd have a similar reaction to his brother, unfortunately, being cast. That was one of my seven or eight favorite podcasts I've ever done. Uh, it was with Super Dave. It, it was, was a lot of fun. <laughs> he, he had his eight prepared jokes. Uh, Are you done? <laughs> oh, my best. God. Fucking miss that guy. guy. Uh, all right, Sal. Uh extrapoints.com against yes. all odds four times a week now against all odds. Yeah, we're on a lot. I know you're laughing. You're like, ah, you're really uh, spreading yourself thin and I know I'm no, doing it wrong. No, it's football basketball season. That's right. There's a lot. There's a lot going in. College lot football. Going on. College basketball starts too. So yeah, check that out against all odds, extra points, uh, making fun of sports. We got a lot of stuff um, going on. Extrapoints.com and I need 31 points out of Graham Gano to beat you in fantasy. Where? <laughs> I don't think that's happening. Where's the Super Bowl this year? Dallas? It's here. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, it's LA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We got to go. Have you seriously started having the conversation with yourself on Dallas and the Super Bowl and tickets and who's going with you and all that stuff? No, not yet. You haven't, gone down, you haven't I mean, mentally it, gone down that road? No, okay. I, I still think we're fourth best in the NFC. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Don't worry about it. How hilarious would a Pat's Dallas Super Bowl be? Oh, we, they owe us, don't they? That don't would be us? the funniest fucking outcome. By the way, it's not like anyone's that good in the AFC. No, no, it can't be ruled out. I'm not. I'm not betting against my team. So uh, wait a minute. Right. Let, let's parlay that together real quick. That Pat's would be Dallas. That's got to be like 125 30, to one, 31 to one, and five to one. That's like 125 to one, 138 to one. Oh my god! Let's do it. We uh, that's a winner. 
I don't know if I, I think we'd have a tough time recovering from that one. <laughs> Probably have to avoid each other for a while. I know, but if we collected, we wouldn't even care who won, right? That's true. Yeah, right. We're all winners. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sal, as always, good job by you. Good job by you, buddy. Tonight's podcast was produced by Isaac Lee because nephew Kyle was at the Pats Chargers game doing his thing. Thanks to Isaac. We'll be back on this podcast on Tuesday. Don't forget about the rewatchables Monday night, the three heat, as well as prestige TV podcast. Me and Joe house breaking down Kirby enthusiasm episode two. I will see you here on Tuesday. <laughs>